welcome to Piece of the Puzzle, a podcast exploring the mysteries of midlife dating with your host, Anita. Part 1. Imagine this. It's a Sunday night and you're sitting on the couch trying to make the decision whether to swipe left or right on someone's dating profile picture. Now you find yourself in a pretty unenviable position. Do you pick the guy whose profile picture is a selfie in front of the mirror with a cockatoo on his shoulder? Do you pick the guy whose second profile picture is a picture of a needle in his arm, presumably to show that he donates blood? Do you pick the guy whose profile description says that he hasn't slept, he's feeling really depressed, but he's hoping to connect with someone? Or do you pick the guy whose profile description says, Equality means treating people kindly in a way that you would like to be treated. All while his profile picture is a picture of him holding a beer in one hand and fondling the breast of a statue with the other. Well, welcome to Piece of the Puzzle. This is our second episode. And as you may have gathered, this episode is dedicated to the art of swiping left or right. Now, I don't want to explain something that seems obvious to people, but there might be some people who aren't familiar with the process of swiping left or right those lucky people who've never encountered an online dating app. Uh, And swiping left on a dating app generally means you are rejecting somebody. Swiping right generally means you are accepting them. You're giving them a big tick. And when you're making the decision to swipe left or right, there are generally two factors that are helping you make that decision. One element is generally the profile photo and the other part is normally the profile description. So I'm going to be asking people's opinions, what makes them swipe left or right based on someone's profile photo and profile description. But then for the second part of the episode, what I'm really interested in is examining a little bit closer what are our own values underlying the decision to swipe left or right. Because while it's easy for us to judge other people's profile photos and descriptions, I think it's also important for us to turn the lens onto ourselves and think what are the value judgments that we're making when we are swiping left or right. And then in part three, as always, I'm going to finish off with a story of hope and learning. So it might be a story where someone has found love in midlife, or it might be a story where someone has just come away with some major learning about themselves or some fundamental shift or breakthrough as a result of midlife dating. So let's plunge right on into the second part of the episode, what makes someone swipe left or right? two cynicism if i sense this is not a woman who actually likes men that's important to me um that's that's a real turn off for me that that kind of cynicism and i mean it's it's prevalent because i think this the process of being online that apps it's really hard not to be cynical it's like intense social media you know when i was used to have facebook if i spent 20 minutes on that i could literally feel myself becoming meaner And I think there's a similar thing occurs if I spend more than maybe six or seven minutes swiping. There's just something, I don't know, ugly in me that I don't like, but it's the game. So I don't know. Uh, But mostly it's, well, first of all, it's the picture. And then secondly, uh, I guess I'm searching for optimism. Selfies taken from above, like my nieces would do. Um, That's stirred something in me. Then I'm thinking, oh, 
I don't think I'd be very good with that sort of narcissism. Um, for the most part, I think women have really good photos. They're the only ones I notice if it's a like a selfie from above, like at a party with your mates. A nice smile is lovely. Um, and in their description, um, curiosity and a certain cheekiness. Uh, like it's a real plus for me if a woman swears in her profile. I like that. Their profile picture will be a group of guys and it's impossible to tell which one is the person, you know, whose profile it is. So that was a bit of, so I always swiped left on those ones. Um, any men who had kids in the photo um, or even women, you know, sometimes they'd be, yeah, with their arm around some gorgeous woman. I swipe right on someone whose profile makes me chuckle. Someone who seems thoughtful. Someone who describes themselves in positive terms and or describes themselves in a way that is not just, I like trucks, I have a job, I'm looking for my other half. If a guy doesn't have anything written in his bio, it's a very slim chance that I'll swipe right on him unless there's something particular about his photos. And, and that's not just saying about how attractive he is, but like the thing about photos is there's actually a lot of content that is, um, that is present in them. So for example, um, Oh, there was one, one person who didn't have much in their, in their profile but they had extremely kind, what I would consider extremely kind eyes. And one of their um, photos was a country that I've also visited. And I was like, oh, I'm curious about what this person's story is connected to this country. So I felt like there was something that like intrigued me in the photo. Um, that, that again, wasn't just about their, their physicality. Um, and then Tinder... I mean, Tinder has music, so I definitely look at people's music and I, I do make some generalizations, although they're not hard and fast, I would say. <laughs> um, and then Bumble has those, like, there's some questions that you can answer. And, uh, and I read those if they, if they posted them. Um, and I, again, I would say if it's something that either expresses a similar value or makes me chuckle, um, then I'm, then I'm likely to swipe right. I mean, the classic stuff that I find attractive, like I am attracted to slim people and probably tall people and people who have got classically attractive features. But also, um, when I look, I look at photos, I do, I guess, assess, like if there's no, uh, so many photos where a woman is hiding behind her friends and then she's hiding behind a, an animal and then she's hiding behind a bookcase or something. I'm like, okay, well, you don't seem to be, you're not, showing any kind of full-length photos you're always hiding um you'll put yourself in a photo of your really hot friends and i'm like that's distracting um i don't like it when every photo is a group shot and you'll have you have to look through and figure out which of the woman in the which woman in the group is the actual woman whose profile this is like is it is one on the left one on the right one in the middle i have to flick through photos and play detective for a second that annoys me he definitely has to have a description unless he's really 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 hot 
but predominantly needs to have a description. So uh, swipe right is um, obviously um, I find I find him attractive, and my my tastes I feel are quite broad. Uh, but also too, you know, when they've got clear clear shots, you can see their see their face. Um, it's a combination of shots with them and with um, with friends potentially. Um, if their main profile photo is a group shot, they won't get swiped swiped right. Um, and shots that are showing sort of their their interests and and a you know a little blurb that's saying more to me than. I like going out with my mates and drinking beer. I sort of want to see that there's a little bit of substance behind behind that. There are a couple of things that are a definite no. Um, nudity, no thanks. Um, uh, pictures of people with pet tigers, uh, yeah, no thanks. Uh, another one is when they're standing next to or in their car. No thanks. Um, I generally don't love it when people put pictures of their themselves and their kids and their kids' faces up, but that's probably a kind of mm, maybe not the kind of judgment call that I would make. But another no is when people talk about the most banal and ridiculous things, like there was a spate of um, people who had matched with me on eHarmony who talked about how tall they were, not just put their height down, but they would say, I can reach the top shelf. I could open stubborn jars and I'm looking someone, for someone who's peaceful. Um, and none of that was really um, particularly um, attractive to me. Now, these answers had some differences which are based on personal preferences but also some pretty common themes and it got me thinking about my own profile when I'm online dating. Now I don't have any selfies, I don't have group shots, I don't have any nudity um, and I try and frame things in a positive way but I'm really conscious as well of my tendency to curate my profile and depicting myself as somebody who I you know I want to be or who maybe I'm not anymore so to give an example you know I've spent a lot of my life traveling and really doing quite off the beaten track traveling so I traveled for a year through South America alone and through West Africa and quite you know remote areas uh, and I would take those pictures and put them up um, but the reality is I've changed from that person I've done a lot of traveling and now actually you know what I love the most is I really love having a barbecue with friends that's like my favorite thing and I know that I have to be really conscious to make sure I'm not curating this profile of someone who I either want to be or someone who I was in the past and it might be that my uh, profile doesn't stand out as much as someone else's but I'm hopefully then going to be truer to myself and attract someone who is true to what I'm looking for and who I am now. other thing that we have to be mindful of is us as swipers. 
what are the value judgments that are going behind the swiping? And I'm going to be totally honest and say one thing I've had to really work on is not being taken by the guy who's got the picture of himself in Antarctica um, or the guy whose profile description is about how he has uh, he's a doctor who has worked in remote communities and saved hundreds of lives. I have a tendency to get a bit taken by those um, those hero stories. And I've learned now, um, after a lot of self-development work, that actually what I value is someone who's just kind and generous uh, and who is um, there for his friends and family. And, and that doesn't mean that he has to be someone who hikes to the top of Mount Everest. Um, as, as admirable as that is, do I want that in a life partner? Probably not, because he's probably going to be so busy training that he doesn't have time to invest in a relationship. I think part of the swiping left and right process is examining your own value judgments that are going behind the swiping left or right. So part three of each podcast is dedicated to a story of hope and learning and success. And I want to give credit to my friend Sam. We had some great discussions early on as I was planning this podcast. Uh, She's a big inspiration to me just in life in general and also for this podcast about what it means to be successful when you're midlife dating and I I think early on I had this very limited view of what success meant you know it meant finding a lifelong partner but I really after some discussions that we had it was just really great to think beyond that limited way you know I really want success to be seen as uh, being beyond that and being just a situation where you've come away learning a little bit more about yourself. So this next story is exactly one like that. It's a story of someone who's, after a marriage breakdown, tried online dating and discovered a lot of things about herself. And I think it's a really fantastic story for us to hear. Part three. My marriage ended in last year. And when I decided to go on the apps for the first time, I was definitely like stressed and like, it's weird to go from having been with someone for several years that you thought you were going to be with for a long, long time to, okay, what happens now? And what kind of person do I want to be with? And what kind of person do I want to be in relationship? And, um, so I, I went on the apps at this point, I just went on Tinder, but I went on the apps and um, started talking to a couple of people and there was two that I found interesting. And so I basically, I don't even remember if I initiated or not, but anyways, we made plans to hang out. And um, one of those guys, uh, we ended up dating for, three months and one of my friends she (laughs) she referred to it as like the perfect palate cleanser and um coming out of a hard marriage and and a lot of grief and uh stress uh I just met this guy who was easy to be with and thoughtful and fun and it was exactly what I needed and it wasn't super serious, but it also like, I didn't have the question of like, what is this or, or what's going on? And I was really proud of myself and also pleased that I could be in this relationship where 
I felt like we were able to be present to each other uh, without it being like this like overly dramatic thing. And neither of us was talking about like, are we going to be together forever? Um, and I, well, I mean, I knew we wouldn't be because he's from another country and is only here for a limited amount of time, which was like perfect for me. Um, but what we had was really, really lovely. And uh, someone I think that I'll always think fondly of um, and be appreciative of for being able to be a source of joy and fun and comfort uh, in in a time where I was uh, really sad and wanted to have uh, wanted to have fun with someone that I could trust. So I was almost 35 after my marriage ended. I started dating again in part because I wanted to connect with a, someone or some people but largely because I was like, who do I want to be in relationship? And like, I really wanted to say, what does it mean for me to show up as my whole self? And with the things that I had been learning about myself and the things I'd come to love about myself, um, how do I show up with those? And how do I receive affection or love? And how do I give affection or love that is not um, distorted by some of the some of the brokenness that had been in my marriage. And I think that has been really like a big, a big learning for me. And like a real source of celebration is like seeing myself able to give and receive affection. Like casual dating wasn't something I had done a lot of in my twenties uh, and, and so even saying like, well, what does it mean for me to connect with someone and what do I need to connect with someone? And even being able to like start naming some of those needs for what I have, or even, you know, people ask, well, what are you looking for on this app? And at first I was like, well, I don't know what I'm looking for. And now I feel like I'm like, actually, I do know what I'm looking for. And I'm not looking for what I've kind of come to say is like, I'm not looking for a specific type of relationship. I'm looking for a quality of relationship that is has the capacity for honest communication. And I think that you can have a casual relationship that still has that honest communication. And I don't think casual dating means nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> and if that's what someone else means when they say they wanna do casual dating is like, we don't talk about what's going on, we just do it sometimes and sometimes we don't. Like that's not what I'm interested in. And so I feel like I, have such a deeper sense of what I actually need and what makes me feel what makes me feel cared for what makes me feel seen and what makes me feel like safe to open up and to be enjoyed and to enjoy someone in the many ways that that are involved in intimate romantic connections um, so I think that for me has been the huge learning is just like oh, I actually want this and it's okay for me to say it or I need this and that's totally valid. And, uh, and I feel more comfortable um, being able to know what those are and also be okay with those. But I don't feel like the apps are not responsible for whether or not I end up in a long-term relationship or how I get to a long-term relationship. 
and I'm not even sure how much of a long-term relationship I really want at this particular moment. Um, but I feel like I have, I guess the success for me is that I feel ownership of my own relational uh, choices. And I feel the ability to make those choices and I feel confidence in who I am making those choices. Um, and they're facilitated by the app. Dating has so much more to do with me and how I bring myself. One of the things I love about this interview is just hearing how midlife dating has been a form of empowerment and um, the person who I interviewed was just very clear about the fact that she knew she had ownership of the process and it was a, a way of her discovering more about herself and I think that is a fantastic takeaway um, from the interview. This episode's takeaways and thank yous. So some of the takeaways for me from this episode is the importance of putting a bit of an effort into my profile photos and descriptions when I'm doing online dating. So getting friends to take headshots and full body shots of me and, and including some photos, doing things that I love, but also not just having purely glamour shots, like showing myself in a realistic way. And I think the same goes towards my description, trying to create an accurate reflection of who I am rather than who I was in the past or who I want to be. Um, I'm also going to be much more conscious about what kind of judgments I'm making when I'm swiping left or right. What are the values that are underpinning those judgments? And finally, I really want to change my thinking about online dating. You know, it is potentially a really empowering process. It's a chance to give and receive affection and um, practice relational habits and good practices and I think I've always been a little bit too outcome focused and I really want to try and take that a step back and see if I can just enjoy the process of getting to know someone regardless of whether or not it works out in the long term. So that's it for episode Should I Swipe Left or Right? And join me for our next episode where we look at the act of ghosting. It's a term that is proving to be very loaded and there's some really interesting interviews in that episode so please join me thank you to all the people who featured in today's episode uh, thank you for all the people who have supported me in this podcast process and again a shout out if anyone has any stories that they would like to share whether it be stories of success whatever that means to them some nightmare stories that they want to share of things that have gone wrong uh, and also if you are um either a man because I don't have many male voices I've got a lot of females that I've interviewed I'd love to hear some more male voices but also people who don't identify as being either male or female um, people from other diverse communities uh, whether it be ethnically diverse or LGBTQI um, religious I would love to hear from um, people who are not the voices that are always represented in our media. So please write me an email at piece of the puzzle podcast at gmail.com or send a message or post on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow us, like us, subscribe to the podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye. You've been listening to Piece of the Puzzle, a podcast exploring the mysteries of midlife dating, hosted by Anita. Waited at the platform, was half past ten I counted down the seconds for you to ring that bell You promised
promise me it's ain't me I counted on your word I gave up all those diamonds for your promise of pearls You've done me wrong You've done me wrong I waited for that train to come Then I watched it go You've done me wrong You've done me wrong 